Hi, I'm Gemma. And I'm Rachel. And this is Modern Soul Speaks, a podcast for the spiritually inclined and curious. We hope to create a community for soul seekers who want to take control of their spiritual health and holistic well-being. Each week, we introduce you to new concepts, techniques and modalities to help all of us become conscious co-creators to live our best and most magical lives. Hi everyone! Today's topic is on what intuitive messages sound like and a simple way to access your intuition that you can do right away. But before we start, I just want to remind everybody about our New Year's Zoom event. As a thank you to anybody who leaves a podcast review, because reviews are super important for us. They help they help get us traction and they really help us understand what you guys like and what you guys don't. We're offering everybody who leaves a review a free invite to our online retreat. So that's taking place on the 2nd of January. So it will be a day of goal setting for 2021, plus lots of extra special spiritual practices, so meditations, Reiki, some journaling. And please note that you can subscribe or follow us on all platforms, but the only way that you can leave a review is on Apple Podcast. So to get an invite, just leave us the review, send us a screenshot of your review to our Instagram account, which is at Modern Soul Speaks, and then we'll add you to the guest list. We're just finalising timings and uh, exact agenda, and then we'll let you guys know. So thank you very much in advance. Brilliant. And if anybody isn't an Apple podcast subscriber, but still wants to leave the review and get invited, you can always do it on a mate's device and we'll still like then just send us a DM on at Modern Soul Speaks on our Instagram and we'll still invite you. So if you have to be creative about sending a review, we completely understand (laughs) it's the review that's the key bit. And then you can definitely join us and come along. So in episode one, uh, that was the first time I spoke about intuition. So maybe you want to listen to that one before you come on and listen to this podcast episode. In that one, I was talking about the importance of uh, opening all the senses to receive messages with your intuition, because literally every sense can be used via our intuition to get those messages to us. This time round, I'm going to talk about the two voices inside our heads, which I know sounds a bit obscure. I'll explain a bit more what that is in a second. And then we're going to do something really simple way to access the intuition. And that's called the sway test. So first, the two voices inside the head. What is that? The first one you guys will be very familiar with. It's not a friend of ours, really. Boy, can it be harsh <laughs> for times. It's called the ego. That's a very westernized phrase for it. But um, some of you may know I did my teach- yoga teacher training a few years ago. Within that, we learned a lot of Sanskrit and ancient teachings. They have a lovely phrase for it, Rachel, called viti. That's much nicer than the ego, isn't it? Isn't it? The viti mind. Uh, and it's meant to be mind chatter. So the monkey mind, have you heard yeah. it called that before? I have heard it called that before, and I am somebody that suffers with that. Yeah, I think we all sadly know the monkey mind quite well. So if any of you are wondering what I'm talking about, this is the part of us who gets anxious, who would be frustrated and upset maybe when we're angry with someone or someone's upset us and that 
that dialogue of back, you know, in our minds that we play out of right and wrong, what I wish I'd said, what I hadn't said. I would say the best case, Rachel, you may have your own experiences, but when you're a young teen and you're dating and you're worried about what your new boyfriend, girlfriend is doing, thinking, saying. Yes. And it's playing out in your mind. That's a perfect example of the feeling involved. What would you say? Um, I would firstly say that I don't think that, sadly, I don't think that's just a teenage thing. I still get that. (laughs) That's true. That's true. (laughs) Particularly, I actually get mine in business meetings probably more so than um, sort of socially. But yeah, I sit there in meetings afterwards and go, oh my God, did I just say something really stupid? You know, even sometimes Mm -hmm. on our podcast, Gemma, I'll come out with something and then just say, I think to myself, oh my God, was that really, was that just really daft? Um, And it is, it's that monkey mind that you talk about. And it is, it's overwhelming sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, and I sympathise with the podcast. I think because it's we're communicating in one in one way verbally. Yeah. No one can see us. No one can see our movements. Um, we're more aware of what we're saying than maybe we are generally. I think but yeah. so. And also, yeah. guys, just to give you a bit of a, an understanding as to how we do this. So um, we can see each other because obviously we're, well, we're, we do this online at the minute. Um, we're not face to face or in person because um, of lockdown restrictions and things. So we do this via Zoom. So we can see each other and we can laugh at each other. But we're very conscious that obviously our listeners can't see or, you know, our facial expressions and, and, you know, when we're sort of looking at each other with funny looks and things like that. So, but that's how we do it. So we can see each other. We're conscious, obviously, that you guys can't see us. We'll have to share some of the videos at some point. <laughs> In fact, saying that, when we get through this episode, we will be sharing parts of this video. Not now, in a little bit. Because we're yeah. going to do, Rachel's going to demo yeah poor Rachel anyway sorry gone off topic sorry back to the no it's me don't worry two voices <laughs> in the head so we've got one that we're going to call Vitti or monkey mind ego is the same part it's just a bit more we have trigger words around the word ego so I'm going to try my best to stay away from that one because I think people also take offense if you say that's your ego talking like mm-hmm. oh that's rude but if we stay to like monkey mind vitty, it's a bit more, um, there's less energy around. It doesn't trigger people, does it, as much? But yeah, basically, if, uh, yeah, I mean, through your life, this would be the lovely part of us who's criticised you, who said you're not good enough, you're not the right size, not the right weight, you're rubbish in every single way it decides you could be. It's just harsh. Um, you could be fantastic at something and it's still going to have a statement that it wants to say that's probably most likely going to be a negative, sadly. Um, to be fair and kind to this part of our minds, it's the primeval part of us who wants to keep us safe. So its negatives are just trying to keep us in our boxes so that we don't do anything that could cause it could be a threat in our lives. So actually, it's not coming from a bad place. But interestingly, for as humans have decided that we're going to keep ourselves safe by basically slating ourselves, which is just so it's sad. Horrible. Yeah, yeah, really sad. So sad. And um, I'm going to say what I f- feel it's like, but Rachel, maybe your feelings are different. That it's a very 
busy energy. It's quite quick in its statements. It will say long statements and I could chat to myself in these statements for ages. I could back and forth, like arguing with myself feeling. It's um, definitely a dense energy, but a busy negative energy at the same time. So not as dense as some others, but it's quite a low vibe. I feel very anxious. I can feel the anxieties, the stress. Would you agree with that? Or would you add bits to that? I'd absolutely agree with it. I also know that I have um, certain sort of, my ego comes in with certain things at certain times. So there are certain triggers for my ego that will make me just immediately just go, you're not good enough. And there are certain things that trigger that immediate response. And so I'm learning to know now when my ego is talking at me. But one thing that you did say to me, Gemma, that was really good yesterday when I was having a crisis of confidence, you said, you know, that's just your ego. Thank it for what it's saying to you and then ignore it and move on. And you know what? That's such a good way to look at it. I think, you know, people can sometimes think about the ego and think, oh, it's such a bad thing. Um, but as you say, its primary job was to look after us um, and to keep us safe. And actually, it's a case of, for me, I think that that was a really nice way of not then further blaming myself for letting my ego take over by thanking it and then saying, right, I'm now moving on. I'm now ignoring that. So that was a really good trick and tool I thought yesterday that you really helped me out with. And I just wanted to mention that because that's a really good one. Thank you. And I do find um, it's the same with meditation. This part of the brain decides to get involved with meditation because, again, that's us morphing, growing and changing. And it rather we stay. It wants us in the little bubble that it knows and it knows in that state mm. we've survived in that state. It doesn't want us changing. So even in meditation, when this little voice comes in, the ego's like, seriously, can we stop this now? Can we go do something else? Just thank you. And then carry on with the meditation. And thanking it seems to really neutralise and make it quite... It disappears. Yeah. Um, the more you meditate, the more you thank it, the more it will go. But I will say, if you're someone who's growing and evolving, every time you go and do something new, it's going to come back and have a chat with you about all the reasons why... <laughs> You need to not do that. So there's a lot of, like Rachel was saying, of thank you, Viti, ego mind, whatever you want to say. I'm going to do this anyway because I want to grow. So, guy, and there's so many people who contact me, especially for like the crystal part of my business, that they want crystals for anxieties. It's being aware, um, over time, being aware of the two. This is what's so important. It goes far past intuition, the fact there's two voices in the head. And if you can identify them, so much healing happens straight away. So I was going to also share with what you were saying, Rachel. Two years ago, I started doing workshops. Now, guys, I'm generally, I'm, I'm shy. I'm quite a reserved person. Going into a room of people, I'm someone who would stay at the back and read the room and pinpoint people I want to talk to, but I would not be the outgoing person who would speak to everybody. So agreeing to do workshops was more me wanting to grow as a person and be a teacher but it was mortifying <laughs> and every fear I could have was there and in the first few sessions you know I'm stood up there it's going all right people were enjoying the classes they would not have known that I'm talking teaching at the same time my monkey mind is going you are awful at this you need to stop talking you need to stop this you need to go home 
And it's so interesting how even in front of people, yeah. stood on a stage, my brain is still going, oh my God, stop talking right now and go home. <laughs> it's so it's, awful. That's yeah. awful. It's always going to do it. And it's just like, thank you, but no, and move on. Anyway, so we've got this lovely part of us who, um, yep, sadly, that's how it runs the show, it thinks. We've got another part of us. Rachel, have you ever noticed yourself observing the negative you the, in your head? And I'm sure now straight away, because even the fact we can recall the times we've been negative to ourselves, that means two of us have been there. So there's been the one that's observed the negative one. Oh, that's interesting. Yes, I do. I do have that. I do notice when I've been I can see myself being negative to myself at times. Yeah. Sometimes I can take a step back and see it. Um, so I'd say, yes, I can. But not very often, actually. If I'm, I have to be in a certain place, I think, to be able to do that. Um, I don't think that naturally comes, comes to me. Okay, that's interesting. And I, um, just so you guys understand, the fact we can recall it now means we can witness the fact we do it. So we have that ability. I would say one of the biggest spiritual lessons people can learn and just learning it via something like this via a podcast and being like aware that this is happening is part of the learning. So when it happens again, you'll be like, oh, I can see it and I can see myself seeing it. The important thing is to know there are two voices. If so, why does not everybody realize this when we are very, very stressed, maybe switched off to spiritual concepts as well is another aspect to this. Yeah. When we're very stressed, we're up in a very high beta brainwave state. Okay. Our unconscious mind is not accessible there. We're very in the now, uh, acting without logic and yeah. historic reason. So that's why you'll see people on a night out do stuff stupid in the street, like have a fight or something, because they're just in the now, their unconscious mind is switched off. Yeah. Okay. To be able to observe the ego or the vitty mind, we need the conscious mind, unconscious mind switched on. So we need to be low beta, but really um, alpha, theta, lower brainwave states. That's why meditation is key. Or relaxation in general is just key because we've got more information available to us. Okay. And Gemma, is that why when we do meditation um for you know long periods of time you know if we do it every day for or you know say four times a week or whatever for a longer period and obviously we then develop our sort of our mind being able to switch off more and then that keeps us calmer is that sort of I'm explaining that terribly is that sort of a ripple effect yeah yeah so amazingly the Dalai Lama has done research scientific research of all people how calls this into this (laughs) And um, I mean, that's a big separate subject that I think I'm going to present on this at some point. But he has said that and he can show that if you have meditated and when you go up into this high beta and the unconscious mind switches off, you bring it back quicker. Like within seconds, um, instead of long periods of time, it's pretty instant that you flip back into the ability to access your unconscious mind and your your ability, you know, your intuition and things like that. So yeah, it is something you can improve that we'll say in a bit though, guys, if you're not 
a meditator it's not your something you're drawn to there are other things you can do and actually we're going to talk about those later so please don't think great I don't like meditating this is not something I can do it's it's bigger than that there's more things you can do so we'll get there in a second but so can I just say so it's a bit like a muscle isn't it really yeah so if you the more that you use it the easier that you can just kind of get back into that state and it's just more familiar isn't it yeah and I'd say it's more of a muscle of finding how you personally can calm yourself rather Mm. than focusing too much on meditation in case you find that as something hard to do and actually that could create an anxiety so pinpoint what calms you and make sure you're adding that into your life as much as you can that's a really good point okay yeah yeah I'm just thinking about my week very selfishly I haven't done that at all this week so yes that's a good um a good reminder yeah cool okay so we've got these two voices in the head yeah we've got this uh vitty monkey mind busy stressed negative sadly generally we've got this other part of us who you'll go hopefully you guys will notice now can observe this negative like we were saying doesn't mean you always can people who um, really aren't tapped into spirituality one of the things that changes when people do tap into spirituality is they notice the two minds so it's a bit of a change in realization straight away um and like I was just saying if you're stressed it's harder to notice the two but hopefully now I'm saying it to you guys you you'll become more aware of when you're being negative I mean as girls it's like you know body's not right I'm putting on weight because of covid all of those just be aware (laughs) of you doing it like the comments and be the awareness of the of being the observer that's the key How do you feel when you're observing? That's what I want you guys to take on board. This is our higher self, basically. This is our fundamental who we are, potentially had more than one life, soul, person. So the mind chatter is the physical body mind. It's the one that's surviving in this physical body. The observer is much more spiritual, watches yeah it's very like I've always phrased it as it's it's zen it's like buddhist mentality it's just chilled and if you guys want a like a modern culture take it's like a yoda it's just sat there with like very few words watching on that makes sense um Gemma sorry so you just said about your higher self can you just explain a bit more about what is your higher self can we talk a bit more about that Yeah, definitely. So I've done some research on that to see what other people are saying, but the information is quite dense. I've got one phrase here. Higher self is a term associated with multiple belief systems, but its basic premise describes an eternal omnipotent. See, these are words that are even hard. Um, conscious, intelligent being are basically they are our real selves. Okay. And then there's one person, uh, Blavatsky, formally defined the higher self as Atman, and that's a key word, Atman, the inception ray of the universe, the one self. And just so you guys know, Madame Blavatsky basically was a controversial. Russian occultist in in the 1970s, a philosopher and author and co-founder of the Philosophical Society, which he set up in 
1875. So we're going really far back for this. But yeah, her quote was the most to the point, but I still feel was quite conceptualized. That's a complicated concept. Yeah, yeah Atman is a Sanskrit word that means inner self or soul. And I would just say I, that's that makes more sense. So what she said, higher self is Atman. Yeah. The soul. And I think just break it down to literally it's our soul self. So if you believe that you live more than one life, it's the part of you that's lived all of those lives. Got okay, it. So. Okay, thank you. So I understand some of you questionable, but it does appear that there are two observers within us. There's this higher self mind and then there is this um vitti mind so there's two things going on in the yeah. mind that's key okay, okay that makes sense thank you and yeah it's the higher self that we want to talk to that is the intuition okay they are the same basically so you need to be getting past the vitti mind to contact the higher self mind that's the key part and the key ways of doing that or the two things that takes time and is key to being able to do that long term is calming yourself which is what we were just saying keeping yourself calm getting yourself out of a high brainwave state into a low brainwave state and um, we'll go into that a bit more in a minute there's different ways to do that meditation is the obvious but like I said some people just like instantly like I can't meditate well then don't do that because it's not necessarily going to calm you maybe you're someone who needs to go for a walk a bath watch your favorite programs do a hobby like painting knitting something just relax yourself then give it a go and see if that helps you access some people journal and then naturally that journaling becomes intuitive see now it's interesting that you mentioned intuitive journaling I love journaling. I always personally, I think that if I'm ever stuck on something or if I'm feeling disconnected in some way, actually journaling is the thing that brings me back. Um, I can ask myself some questions and have some normal sort of journal prompts, but that's what gets me around that ego mind. And I think, I think from a young age, actually, whenever I was worried about something, um, at work or you know those that feeling of overwhelm that you have um and you know like you say about when you would stand on stage and give your um your talks and things and by the way I'm not sure if anyone's been to any of uh Gemma's um amazing trainings and seminars and webinars whatever you call them these days I suppose they're all webinars these days aren't they but she's amazing you would never know that there was ever an ounce of self-doubt in there um everything that you do do a great a great job of that um and you're such an inspiration as well um to me because you know I struggle with things like that but you know I have it with work if I'm in a work meeting as I said earlier I'll be worried about that or if something's upcoming that's a big presentation but actually it's so overwhelming that worry and what I think helps is to sit down with a journal and say right what is it that I'm actually worried about and really trying to pinpoint the source of the anxiety and that kind of and usually you know it's like if if I I mean I don't really drink anymore but when I used to drink 
and I'd go out or something and I'd be really worried the next day, you know, the alkanoia that you'd get. And <laughs> I like that phrase. Horrible, horrible feeling. Um, that's ego, definitely. Um, and then, you know, you, I would sit down and say, right, let's just journal what it is I'm actually worried about. You know, what exactly did I do that I'm so concerned about that I have this ridiculous amount of paranoia about? And you kind of think, oh, after you've written it out, it's maybe just one, maybe two things. And they're usually pretty stupid. So <laughs> the, you know, the intuitive journaling, I think, is such a great way to get round that ego. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's very kind. Um, when you can access, when you choose to stop listening to the Vritti mind, and instead you choose to access the higher self. Okay, which does also have the intuition connection. Uh, it's kind. It's loving. It knows. It's um, priorities are different. It understands that you just made a silly error that actually makes no difference to your life. You know, you go out and you have a few to drink, you make a mistake. It's not the end of the world. No. And it's almost like I've seen other teachers kind of say it's just loving the human you. It's like, you're you're okay. Like, that was not a thing. Yeah. Um, easier said than done, but it is very good at having the energy of a parent, but from an even nicer place than a parent because obviously humans judge parents are going to judge everybody judges but this is non-judgmental it's just kind and loving um I would say to the point where I say quite a lot in my intuition classes like you're your best life coach because another human doesn't know how to say stuff to you that's significant that you'll hear it like you your intuition knows how to say stuff to your human mind that is the most motivating for you and is the most useful phrases for you because yeah. I could give you a point of view of my human's point of view you know I could be like well I think you should do blah 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 but that's my perception of the world and what I think is the right thing it's not your right thing it could be like near to damn it correct yeah. But it's never going to be as profound as you sat there journaling and connecting and seeing what it says. That's such you know. a good point. That's such a good point. You know, and sometimes I think we do look externally, don't we? And we do go to other people um, and they might give us, you know, the, the best ad advice they can. But actually, if it's not in a language that we necessarily understand or if it's not from our own if our own higher self isn't saying that it's kind of a moot point it's like our higher self knows the language to use and the the wording and obviously takes into all of, uh, account all of our own you know our, our triggers and you know our our goals in life and all of that so it will give us the, the most key messages won't it rather than yeah. going externally for validation um it's it knows what's best for us yeah, definitely. And I think, um, you know, it takes time and it takes bravery to be, I'm going to stop listening or take it so you can listen to the people around you, but are you going to act on their advice? Or are you going to tap in as well and double check that's the right thing mm. for you? Definitely. Um, and I can guarantee if you ask your intuition, like, I don't know, Rachel suggested I should do this, should I? It's like, it's going to say something loving about Rachel but then it's going to be that's her point of view don't forget you're on and then it's going to give my point you know my higher self's point of view and it's 
the profoundness you get when you hear your intuition give you guidance, uh, it raises your vibration in a way that until you do it, I can't really even explain it, but we're back to those knowings. Do you remember episode yeah, one? Know yeah. the knowings. It's that you're just like, yes, spot on. That is my way forward. Absolutely. Yeah. It is, it's all about the knowings. Yeah. That's going to be our phrase. <laughs> so we'll get some t-shirts printed for Christmas. It's all about the knowings. <laughs> Love it. So yeah, the key is to, when you're used, getting used to this, I mean, if you guys go away and the one key thing you get from this is to notice the two voices, fab, that's life-changing. If you take it a step further and you start to learn to calm, just calm, keep, you know, so your intuition has a chance to access. Fantastic. That's over time. What happens is the higher self part of the mind becomes more prevalent than the Viti. So I don't think I I would say, like I, I go back to being a teenager and thinking about reasoning an argument with a boyfriend at the time and you know I could be mm-hmm. in that for days that kind of I wish I'd said this and why didn't I do that and where is he why is he out with his mates and not with me all of that stuff yeah days of it now it's the other way around I feel like I'm more in Vitti rarely am I in the other one and I can kind of go up oh, I can see it and I can move it back into the higher self mind quite easily so the other thing is we've got calming and then practice the more the more you practice over time, your brain comes from a place of higher self naturally and the vritti mind quiets. It may get a little bit louder for a while. Be aware of this. It's like does a, a final hurrah of like, no, stop changing. <laughs> stop changing. No. And here's 101 reasons why you shouldn't. You've got no money. You're not good enough. All these things. It will try and hold on with dear life. And my personal experience is it then it just goes quiet. And I think as well, there's something around the messages from the body in that respect too. When Mm. we're in that sort of monkey mind, I feel like that's when we're in that sort of, we're verging on that fight or flight feeling. So that anxiety feeling, that fluttering of the heart, you know, your stomach's in knots, that horrible, horrible feeling. But then when we're talking to our sort of higher self or we're in that sort of lower wave state where things are a lot calmer, obviously that's when we're in our rest and relaxation phase as well and I think that's a really good way as well as to you know as to seeing how you're reacting to something is also listening to the body because that fight or flight that's that will be the monkey mind will be massively attached to that Um, and I think that's something that you know as you say you're mainly in the um that other this other state the karma state um and again I think that's so good for your body as soon as you get into that fight or flight state, you know, adrenaline kicks in and things like that. And actually from a bodily perspective, that's not great to be in that state um, at all for long periods of time. If you're running from a lion, that's where you want to be. But in, you know, day to day. Because we know, do that all day, every day. Because we do Run that away all day, don't lions. we? <laughs> running from lions and other wild animals, um, you know, but you want to be in that rest and relaxation state. And I think, you know, that ties in perfectly with what you're saying. You can really notice the two just from a bodily perspective as well so I think when you start getting into that fight or flight I think that's another good step or a sign where you just kind of go okay hang on I need to calm my mind here for a second 
This is where I like the fact we've got two different like specialities because they've just connected, haven't they? Yeah. They're, like yeah. two completely different, not different because it's still body, mind and soul. But yeah, like if you focus on your nutrition, there's nothing to say and that will keep you in um, rest and digest. Like you're calm, you've got the right food, the right nutrients in the body. It should therefore in theory also help you connect. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. So key things, calming, learning to calm yourself and the practice of connecting to your intuition, but also being aware of the two voices mm-hmm. are key. How to notice the higher self voice. So I get a, so many people, again, in my intuition classes, biggest question is probably, oh, was that an intuition, intuitive message or not? Yeah, and it's actually I think I've quite, asked you that before. <laughs> everybody does. Um, I do, like, because, okay, so even if you're connecting away with your intuition, having a good chat with your intuition, if your energy changes, you can flip into Viti Mind. So you do, even if you're um, really good at this, skilled in this, you check in to make sure you're coming from the right place. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's a good thing to always do. And the difference is, so we all now know the monkey mind. We know those negatives. Never would the intuition be negative to you, ever. If you're receiving a negative, you're not, it's not your intuition. It's not the higher self. If it needs to give you feedback about something going wrong, it does it with love. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah, you would literally never get a criticism. It would be you something like you're not coming from your higher self which is actually love. I mean, there's nothing nasty about that statement. It's like you're not coming from your true self or you've come off track. It would be something to, and then it would be like explaining how you can get back on track. So it's never going to actually really engage with negatives. It's going to almost not even notice them. It's just like, how do you become your best self is its goal. It will... So if you asked your intuition a question, it will be the first answer. This happens, everybody does this. Intuition, what should I do tomorrow? Walk with your dogs and then you'll get a, oh, was that my intuition or was that my ego mind? That is the (laughs) ego mind. That secondary thought is the ego mind. Yeah, it's normally it going, oh, was that really my intuition? Yes, that was the ego mind. Because it's straight away, it's going, no, 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 you're not doing this. Do what I tell you to do. And he wants to do something else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So secondary thoughts, guys, unless it's still got this like, uh, walk with your dogs, go to blah, blah, blah. If it, But if it's gone to like, oh, it's like the intuition, that's the ego mind. So be aware of that. It's always the secondary, secondary thought is generally the ego. And the one really that questions common. if your intuition yeah. is is bang on or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because your okay. intuition is not going to question itself. It's no. kind of zen. It is, it's almost that I am. That's all you'll get out of it. It's just, yeah. it's not going to question itself. It will be calm, very calm, probably calmer than yourself. So it'll just be, like I said, walk the dogs. Really calm. Um limited words it will say again Vitti mine could have a chat with you for two hours yeah mm-hmm. about a subject yeah uh higher self could say the same thing in five words job done 
it's just to the point. It's so profound. It doesn't need to say a lot. That's why I say consider Yoda. Yes, yes. You know, that is the higher self and it will be profound. It will be epiphany moments, potential life-changing moments sometimes. But I've asked it things. I wish I could think of a good example off the top of my head right now. But, oh yeah, okay, so... A few years ago, I was having a lot of trouble with my friends. Like, we just didn't seem similar anymore. There was changes going on. And I started to feel a bit lonely. And Rachel, I would say you're one of the newbies that my intuition said would come in. Basically, (laughs) I was like, do I need to go in? Because I am quite a quiet person, so I'd need to go and make an effort. I need to go and meet new people. And it said no. (laughs) I was like, no, don't go meet people. And I was like, why? And it said, well, you're going through another big stage of evolution. You will not be the same person in a few years that you are now. So even if you meet new people, I'm I'm adding words. It said this in like one sentence. (laughs) Um, But for context. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If you go meet people now, they also won't be your friends in a few years because you would have changed again. So just wait. And I would say in the last six months, I've met some amazing new friends, or year, like we've been friends, it's probably, it's not that long. Since May last year, isn't it? So it's probably, but we've only been really, really close friends, probably this for year. about six, yeah, for, well, this year, isn't it? It's yeah. longer than six months, but yeah, this year. Yeah, so it made so much sense to me. It was like, you're evolving. Like, if you do that now, you're going to have the same problem, like, just focus on the evolution and then the friends will come and actually friends have come in ways that I wouldn't expect like I I think I would have been a bit skeptical a few years ago about having very close friends who I only really ever get to see via zoom or um you know I've got friends I've only I made friends with on Instagram and now they're dear friends so I've never met them but I, lovely, I think we were saying before, they're like pen pal friends, like virtual yeah. pen pal friends. We talk on Zoom, we talk on um, video calls. We've never met, but it seems okay. It seems very modern. I mean, you know, ideally you do want to meet people, but it's this kind of, I couldn't have comprehended that. And I think my intuition could. So it's like, just wait and see what happens. Absolutely. And you know what? I think lockdown has really sort of helped us with that is actually looking at you know the people that we know and you know the communities that we have and we've always associated you know I I would always feel like such a bad friend if I hadn't seen somebody for you know six months or something like that or I hadn't spoken to them for a really long time actually now that I mean, especially because I'm by myself in lockdown, all I do is talk to people via Zoom and um, on the phone or video or whatever. But, um, you know, it's so now it's just a given, isn't it? You don't have to have, you don't have to feel bad for not seeing a friend for six months because actually you're talking to them on, you might be talking to them on Zoom um, every yeah. couple of weeks. And it, you know, and that's great. I mean, I've almost had a whole relationship that is virtual. So, um, <laughs> you know, everything is kind of going virtual now. It's really because everything has to be done at the moment yeah. um, via a computer or a phone or, what, or some sort of device. You can see it's an evolution that's happening that probably won't won't change after covid it's just a natural yeah, and, progression and look at us like how often do we really catch up face to face um you know but when you talk on zoom or phone or whatever all the time so yeah exactly yeah it's just the new it's i mean yeah it 
it makes certain things easier, doesn't it, to do it this way, to not feel like you need to make these giant journeys to meet your friends constantly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that would be a profound piece of information I got, yeah. which at the time is just, um, you know, should I go out? How should I go make friends? And it's like, going, you don't. <laughs> and I'm like, why? And it said, you you are evolving. Uh, you will meet your new friends once that's finished. And it was like, and that would... That knowing, that relief, that kind of profound, like, oh, I understand the situation. Any worries about what was going on with my old friends, about feeling a little bit lonely, it all dissolved because it was such a profound statement that I understood my situation. It was otherworldly, you know, it, it healed a whole thing. So that's the first part of today is to be aware of the two voices in the head uh sounds like some mental health thing it's not meant to be (laughs) obviously there could be issues where it is a mental health thing that's a separate conversation that needs to be done with doctors this is very profoundly different to that one um but yeah so be aware of the observer when you are negative to yourself that you can now observe that negativity you can thank it and it should stop okay Okay. And then over time, calming means that the, the other side, the karma side, the Yoda, gets a chance to come in and communicate with you. So yeah, that's part that's part one of today. Part two is showing you how to connect in a really, really easy way with your intuition using the body. So we're not going to use the physical mind. So we're going to it's ironic, yeah, I've just explained, be aware of how profound the mind is with the, working with your intuition. There's one technique that's extremely easy to do that means you don't have to worry about, oh, was that an intuitive message? Because we're not going to be using the mind, we're going to use the body instead. It's called the sway test. It is ex- pretty much the same, I don't know if anyone's ever used a pendulum to dowels with, so imagine I'll put an image up of a doubt like a pendulum so you can you know we always do on our instagram we do a lot of graphics add-ons facts about um all of our episodes so you've always got visuals so i'll make sure there's when i'm talking about a pendulum there'll be a graphic up you'll know exactly what i'm talking about but basically it's something you would hold in your hand it would have a weight at the bottom that often crystals you could literally use it i've got a necklace with a ring on that i would use it's just got to be weighted basically you would ask it a question it will rotate one way or generally although Mm -hmm. this could change with individuals one way for yes another way for no and sometimes a neutral is it doesn't sway at all there's like it's just not important or something like that that's the general but we are spiritual beings who all do our own things. So yeah. you would have to ask the pendulum what your yes and no is, and it will show it to you. Okay. This, gone. I was just going to say, um, with mine, I know that mine swings backwards and forwards for a yes, and it will kind of go in a very kind of uh, weird rotation. Oh, does yours wobble? Do oh, my wobble. Wo- yeah, yeah, yeah. I get all kinds of, of things off mine. But um, I I would always, with my pendulum, the very beginning of anything, I always say, right, give me a hard yes. 
And then it starts mm. doing its thing. And I'll say, well, give me a hard no. And it will start sort of either rotating or swinging left to right. Um, and then I always ask, you know, am I am I ready? Am I, you know, in a good position to to test? Um, and if I haven't had enough water or something like that, it might actually just go, no, no, you're not. Um, or your ego mm. mind is in the way or something like that. Um, so I always ask for a, a hard yes or a hard no. Um, before I and start. then to check that it's mm. okay to ask that's key then because mm. there will be times like you've just said where maybe you're in the wrong brainwave state as well as hydration yeah maybe you're hungry all these other things that can uh, connect our or upset our energies but yeah maybe in a deeply stressful situation it's not sadly it's the time we want the guidance it's not always the best time I mean I would say maybe we could get a friend to do it for us at that moment yeah that's a really who, good idea. Who sometimes stressed? Because you, you, you do sometimes, as you say, you do. You turn to your pendulum because you're like, oh my god, I need to know an answer for something. Um, I'm in this kind of fight or flight. I'm in this kind of monkey mind. Uh, I really need to. Well, that's not the time that you're going to be able no. to access your intuition or your higher self. Um, and therefore, you know what you're asking uh, a may not be the right question, which again is so important. Um, and B, it might just get some gobbledygook back. Yeah. Although I would say, I, I think you don't... The annoying thing is you want guidance in the moment, but I think when you're very stressed or something's just happened, you don't consider connecting to your intuition. That's it. It's, yeah, that's true. You don't, do you? You're coming from a, like... Um, the amount of times that I've thought, oh, um, I should have asked my intuition about that. or But that's why I think it's key to have a daily practice. So in the morning, because I'm not doing it at the moment, to be honest, um, January, I'm doing lots of life changes and I'll be back to it where I'll ask my intuition um, and I journal. And another week I'll show you guys how I love to journal. And there's actually scientific proof of how good this particular process is. So I'll show you that another time. But I will ask my intuition, what do I need to know for that day? And it will give me the most interesting, again, profound Yoda-like comments that really, before I live that day, don't make sense. Yeah. But through the day, I'm like, oh, that's that one. And that's that one. And it all makes sense. So, um, yeah, it's it, consider a daily practice, if not even just to like do it on a Monday morning to get the messages for the week. So if you are hitting stress points you've already got the guidance and it's amazing um it does involve just trust but you will get the right guidance and it's lovely to go ah that was that and that's what I need to do I love the idea that you've just said about actually scheduling it in either scheduling it into mm. a day or to a week or something like that because again I suppose it's going back to that kind of muscle point isn't it if you do it um, enough times it's easier to get to that it's easier to go back into that either that brain state or you know just getting back into that practice of it it's a lot easier if you're doing it regularly yeah yeah because I think that is the thing uh everyone would have done it oh I haven't done my spirituality for a few weeks and if I had then I wouldn't have felt so stressed um it is key to do it every day. It's not that easy. Like, if you guys can do it once a week, you are doing better than a majority of the population of the world. Not even just the country, <laughs> everybody. Um, but, yeah, no, it's a lovely thing to play with. Like, um, when I was on my honeymoon, we were on a cruise ship where we went to lots and lots of very different countries. And I used to get up really... It's very weird for honeymoon, like Russ, Russ loves it as well. We like early mornings. We were yes. up at six every morning and in the cafe 
in on this cruise ship and I would journal first thing and I would journal my intuition and I would ask it what I needed to know about the trips we were doing that day and it made them more profound because it's like from this place be aware of this and from here be aware of this and it kind of taught me about the different countries that's really Really interesting so um yeah you never know what's going to come up but it's quite an interesting you know to do it daily if not to start the week with um tapping in you know messages for the week is brilliant anyway so the key thing is so dowsing obviously you're asking the dowsing equipment you're not asking your mind so your mind's not involved the the thing is the energy goes through the body so it's intuitive but you're not going to get that yes no come through Okay, uh, the key thing with this is the body hates us lying. I've read so many spiritual books where it says we almost contract, like a lie to us is actually a greater reaction on our body and our spirituality than we are aware of. So people that lie all the time, try and calm it down because spiritually it's doing something to you. It's like creates a, it denses the energy, but more so than, more profound than you realise. Yeah that makes sense it also does something to the physical body I don't know if you guys um we probably end up doing a whole thing on this Rachel because it's nearer to your topics as well but programming water and how we're made up predominantly of water and therefore if we so that they say basically if you hold a glass of water you say negative words if they look at the atoms of that water the atoms change and they look they don't look very attractive again I'll do some photos of this guys I want to say Yoshimoto is the scientist but that's wrong so I'm going to also make sure all of that information is in uh, Instagram Um, but yeah so they either hold the water think negatives or they just strap around like sellotape around this glass of water negative words and then separately they've got water with positive words And the molecules for the positive ones look beautiful, especially if they turn it then to ice so they can really see the molecules. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And then the negative words, it's all distorted, not great, doesn't look good, very ugly. And sometimes they use really ugly words, the more ugly, the worse the outcome of the water. And that's water outside our body. So you can imagine when you're being negative, you're inside your body the waters inside your body do the same thing they react in such a negative way if we are lying the bodies in our the water in our bodies is not gonna like it it's got the same energy okay and basically we can use our bodies to do what's called a sway test which is basically using them as a dowel as a dowsing piece of equipment as a pendulum yeah and we are asking yes or no's, but you'll see our start. So bless her, Rachel is going to be our demo, which means we're hoping, we're like we said, we're recording this on Zoom. The idea is I'm going to be able to post this onto Instagram, fingers crossed, <laughs> over one video or maybe two if we take a while to answer questions. But fingers crossed, guys, you can view Rachel but this is also something is so easy you can do on your on your own as well okay and we start by testing by doing the reason I'm talking about lies is I'm going to get Rachel to say things are a lie so she can really check a yes or no answer so you can see how the body reacts to a lie 
Okay, cue Rachel. So, Rachel, if you want to stand up. I must say that um, I probably need to apologise for uh, the state of my apartment, if you can see it in the the background there. Uh, There is literally... It's very early on a Saturday morning. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with her apartment or her, bless her, but okay. (laughs) I'm hoping you can still hear me. I'm going to shout a bit, so hopefully you still can. Okay, so Rachel, if you turn to one side so I can see, yeah, that's it, see you on the side. So anyone at home doing this as well, you would stand up and you would give yourself space so that you can sway back and forth or even left, right, depends on what your body does, um, without hitting things. You also want to have made sure you've had some water because like we were saying before, dehydration can be involved. It could potentially, it's more like you'll get weird readings than no reading. Okay, so just make sure that you're not hungry, that you have had water, things like that. And then you also want to make sure there's a bit of a bend in your knees. You don't want your knees locked so that when you sway back and forth, you can with ease. And I would say when you're swaying, you also want to catch yourself. Please do not fall on the floor. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) some people have dramatic sways. So falling on the floor maybe could happen to someone so just catch yourself don't fully go you just want to feel where your body's going so maybe some people are trying this at home change the phrases to suit yourself if you are but obviously the rest of us are going to be watching Rachel as our test subject so Rachel start by so what we're going to do first is work out Rachel's positive answers which way does her body go normally people go one way for yes one way for no but this is why it's crucial that you ask your own body because it could do something completely different. Don't forget, we're all wired differently. So just be kind to yourself, see what happens. So Rachel, start by going, yes, yes, yes. Do I, Gemma, do I keep my um, eyes open or closed? Good question. So try and keep your eyes open, okay? okay. There is a belief that if your eyes are shut, it's, you're kind of hindering yourself. You're not accessing the deep down unconscious thoughts. Okay, you're only accessing conscious thoughts. So often people with their eyes shut will feel a greater sway, but they're they're not kind of getting to the juicy stuff. So try and keep your eyes open. Yeah, if you can. So We've got the knees slightly bent. We've had some water. And the first question I'm going to get you to do is just to see which way you sway. Do yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay. Can you see that? Can you see that on video? It's very profound. Some people are tiny movements. So you're quite a good one as a test. And then no, no, no. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay, guys, so Rachel is the normal. Most people go sway forward for a yes, back for a no. But be aware other people could rotate. Um, You could be opposites. You could be forward as a no, back as a yes. So this is why you've got to test yourself. So Rachel, if you stand up again, we're going to do some of these like telling the truth, telling a lie so people can see how the body reacts. Right, so start by saying, my name is Rachel. Eyes open. Okay, my name is Rachel. Okay. Okay. My name is John. My name is John. Brilliant. Okay. I live in London. I live in London. I live on the moon. (laughs) 
I live on the moon. I had to do that because then it was like anyone watching who doesn't really know where you live, like they know you don't live there. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why I've done that one. Okay, so next one. Think of a food that you shouldn't eat. That you well, a food that you know is really good for you. And then I want a a second one of a food that you just like your body in particular should never have that food. Okay. Okay. So should I tell you what it is that I'm thinking of? So, yeah. Okay. So if I think of bananas. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So So would I ask the question? Yeah. Just say, can I eat bananas? Okay. Can I eat bananas? And then say the same question, but adding in the bad food. Oh, that's interesting. I just thought of what I was going to say and could feel myself going back. That's really interesting. That's very cool. So um, should I eat pizza today? Sorry, Han, pizza's off the menu. (laughs) It's not good. Probably a good thing. I have had it quite a lot this week. (laughs) Okay. So you can see straight away that that's fantastic for checking foods as well. You'll see people do that in supermarkets. Rarely, but people do do that to check their foods. Okay, think of somewhere you'd like to go on holiday. Anywhere. Okay. And then, should I go to wherever that is on holiday? Okay. So I'm going to say, should I go to the Amalfi Coast on holiday? Mm. that's interesting so that was a no yeah okay what about am I ready to date put you on the spot (laughs) we won't go too far into it let's just see what your intuition says okay that's a really good one okay (laughs) am I ready to date no no and then so I asked you in advance to consider a question that we could go more in depth. So we've already, so you can see from that, we got the yeses and the noes. Rachel's obviously going to ask more about dating and holidays (laughs) privately later. But you've prepped a question where we're allowed to go more in depth into it, haven't you? So what was the question? So uh, my question was around meditation. That's the one that I'm sort of thinking about. And what is uh, sort of my best method of meditation for me at at this current time? Um... So I do a number of different types of meditation and actually sometimes it'd be just quite nice to know, well, what's the best one for me to do today? What's going to be the most beneficial for me? Okay. All right. So standing up. Yep. We'll do it in the context. So people, um, we'll start with the intention is what's good for her now. Okay. What should she be doing now? Because we could go on to like, we will do that in a minute. Like, should you be doing this every day for the rest of your life? Probably not, because you'll probably evolve and change. So we're going to do, um, we'll do now, and then we'll ask your intuition what the how long now is in a minute, okay. okay? So let's do, I know you like to do gratitude meditations. So let's just ask something a lot. You can. The other thing to be aware of, guys, is people phrase things differently. So I'm going to present Rachel with a suggested question She's completely okay and should rephrase it if it's not how she would naturally ask that question. Okay. Okay. So should I be doing gratitude meditations now? Can I say today? Can I be that specific? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So should I be doing my gratitude meditation today? 
What yes. about crystal meditations? Because you like those as well. So before anyone worry, um, wonders, crystal meditations is holding a crystal to connect with it, just so you guys know. Okay. Should I... Oh, immediately, I'm already going backwards. Okay. Uh, should I be doing my crystal meditation today? That's a no. That's interesting. So try this week, this month. Okay. Should I be doing my crystal meditations this week? Okay, so you, this is interesting straight away. So yeah. the other one I know you told me you do is breathing work. So yeah. Do you want to test that and get, see when? Okay, should I do my breathing work this today? Yeah, already going back. So it, so it looks to me like my meditation for the day should be my gratitude meditation. That's interesting. It also looks like you need to be rotating. So do you want to ask your intuition that? Like intuition, yeah. do I rotate my meditation exercises? Okay. Do I rotate my meditation exercises? Hmm. That's interesting. Now, I feel that I'm swaying kind of backwards and forwards on that. So would I that was going to say to people, anyone listening to this in the podcast, it was the tiniest movement and it looked like she was going back and forth at the same time. It was almost a maybe. Or it's not a, it's not a good question. It's not a relevant question. Okay. Is that because I, I mean, I do rotate my meditations. I do change them around often. And that does seem to suit Ask, maybe ask your, um, your intuition, should I, intuition, should I ask you every day what one I should do? Oh, good, good question. Okay. Intuition, should I ask you every day which meditation I should do? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So do you think potentially you were a bit rigid in the past about what you did and when? Yeah, I'm somebody that's like, right, I have to do my meditation today. Um, you know, I've got 40 minutes, I'm going to do 10 minutes of meditation, I'm going to do a, a run for, you know, the remainder of the time. And I'm very regimented about my morning routine. So it's that's not very free flowing. Okay, so standing up again. Intuition, should I meditate every day? Intuition, should I meditate every day? Okay, yes. that's, so she got a yes, but it sounds like you shouldn't plan in advance. Should, um, should maybe ask, should the length of time change? Okay. Should the length of time I meditate change? Yes. yes. Okay, so it sounds like you're in a situation where every day before you start probably your whole spiritual practice to ask what to do. So do you want to ask that? Should I ask you daily what my spiritual practice that day should be? Okay. Should I ask you daily what my spiritual practice should be? Yeah, I can, yes. I'm already moving yeah. forward. Yeah. And I'd say that's the same for most people. We read all these books where it's like, and I am a 5am miracle, whatever it's called, person book. I love that book, but I don't like, we're not that easy. Our needs change. Our energy change. Women's cycles affect us, our energy levels and everything. I think that's fundamental, especially for women. Maybe these get things done before 6 a.m. books are all right for guys. But because our cycles are so up and down, it's like some, I don't know about you, Rachel, but some days I, I'm operating on like a 30%. I really don't want to use that 30% to go for a run because I will feel like I don't want to go back to bed 
on the other side of it. Oh, I know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's almost like tapping in every day, you know, you learn what's the best for you that day. Absolutely. And as we've just demonstrated, I mean, it takes two seconds. It doesn't take yeah. very long at all, does it? And the key thing we were doing then, guys, is um, kind of just going with it, but we were asking secondary questions, okay? So what I find most people struggle with or just never consider with their intuition is we'll get an intuitive hit, we'll get a message. We never ask more. We never go, okay, I've received this guidance, but when should I do it? How should I do it? Um, Is it something I just do today, like Rachel's just asked, the rest of my life, the rest of the week? Ask secondary questions and then really home in, get detail. And even though the key with this is we're doing the sway test, it's yes, no answers, but you can still get the detail. It's slower than advanced work where you could be getting, you know, Yoda in your head having a chat with you, but you still get that. Okay. No, I really, really like that. Um, Actually, I really like that. I'm going to start doing that, I think. Because as you say, like if you're rigid in doing something and it's habit, but you're forcing yourself to do it, anything you're forcing yourself to do is likely not to be the right thing to be doing. Um, And I do sit there sometimes and go, I really don't want to do this, but I force myself to do it. Actually, if I know that I can just sway um, as to, you know, should I be doing my gratitude meditation? Should I be doing breathing work meditation? You know, should I do a chakra meditation, crystal meditation, you know, all those different things. And I suppose, as you say, in those secondary questions, you can probably ask, well, how long should I be doing it for? So, you know, for my higher self or from my higher self, what's the best amount of time that I should do this for? Or where should I do it? Should I do it outside in the park or should I do it inside? Yeah, I'd say that's really good because as well, I think our ego is like, I need to meditate for at least one hour and I need to do it fantastic with absolute skill. My um, vitty mind isn't going to be involved. It's going to be perfection. And the fact is there's actually science that say three minutes of meditation is profound. So yeah, tap in. And I bet over a month you would have covered all your meditations. It would have all been different times, but you probably would have done everything easier. It would have been more fun and you probably covered everything. Because again, your higher self knows what to do and when to yeah. do everything the nicest possible way you could do it. Now, Gemma, something that you touched upon earlier that I just want to kind of go back to is we talked about um, other things other than meditation. So, or well, not other things other than meditation. Sorry, that makes absolutely no sense. Um, <laughs> other ways I mean of relaxing. Is, yeah, using other techniques to relax and calm the mind. Can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, this is a really good way of ending. So thank you. That's the yeah, perfect way to end this week's podcast um, before we do our shares. Yeah, basically, some people are just not going to want to meditate. And there's nothing wrong with that. You're not like not allowed in the spiritual club if you can't meditate. Maybe one day you'll love it. Or maybe it's never going to be part of your life because for your life plan, that's not appropriate. The key is relaxation. And again, when I was learning to do my yoga teacher training, they actually say what's happening and how our bodies relax. It's a repetitive motion. It's as easy as that. The reason we like meditation is the repetitive motion is the focus on the breath. Okay. But people can gain intuitive thoughts and feel relaxed by running. So a lot of people, like we'd 
um, you know, I would aspire one day to run the London Marathon. I don't think I'm ever going to get halfway <laughs> through that marathon. But those people, they could actually be very relaxed in what they're doing because it's a repetitive motion. Knitting is a really good one. I used to do fine art painting. Um, although I would say at the moment it's a bit random, but I think I get the most relaxation sat in the bath because I can't do anything else in that situation. Um, it's lovely calming on the body and often you put the lights down and you can just focus on yourself for a moment. So that's not a repetitive motion, but that's a really good way of just honing you into just one focus. Repetitive motion, you may see people focusing just on a candle. So you could do that for a few minutes every day. That, that is technically a meditation, but not as, you know, not as strict as um, walking. I found very profound. Again, the repetitive motion is the legs moving. So, you know, that could be all sorts. Rachel, is it? Have you got yeah, examples got I haven't said? Well, one is swimming, for sure. Mm, so as yeah. soon as I start swimming, um, I definitely go into that stage. Um, the other, I, I've, this is a bit of a silly question, Gemma, because this is probably a little bit more, you know, it's a bit weird, and I suppose you are using different parts of your brain on this one. But when I was in Australia, I used to windsurf a lot, mm. and I used to, that really used to get me into that very calm state of mind and it, I'd actually always feel connected I'm not sure if it's because the elements you know you're on the water you've got the wind um but I would always feel very connected was is the only word I can really describe it as when I was windsurfing um could that be a type yeah. of yeah okay so I wouldn't say we're doing a repetitive motion there unless no. there's a movement that's happening you're jolting your body in such way but it's like the bath where you're just yeah. focusing in on one thing. Um, fine art painting, you're moving the strokes of the brush back and forth, but you are using other parts of the mind. But I definitely used to get amazing intuitive hits painting. And I'd say that's what you're doing. You're the only one out there. You're on your own doing your thing. It is going to do that. And you're connecting to nature so it's a bit like the bath one which I found so useful at the moment and water as well is uh cleansing yeah it's got other stuff that's probably happening to you at the same time but yeah so even that's a really good example of meditation apparently is the ideal you know that's what we're all trained to think is the best option I don't think necessarily needs to be the best option then we're trained in yoga teacher training it's a repetitive movement and then I still think it's important that you see if you fit within that because if windsurfing is your answer then why would you not do that and be in your bliss and try and meditate instead yeah absolutely you absolutely know? and surely if it brings you joy you know that calm exactly. type of joy that's you know, Joy is a receiving for, energy. Like you, you don't want to be going into a I must meditate. That's not the right energy. If you're like enjoy because you're windsurfing, you're in the right brainwave state to get messages. And the messages, guys, when you're doing an action, so it's a, in a meditation, things supposedly just drop into your mind. Your mind's clear. Hopefully, it's not that easy. Uh, <laughs> but if you're doing an action, if you're out running, painting, windsurfing, whatever you're doing the 
the message you'll get will be completely irrelevant to the topic you're currently focused on. So that's how you know it's your intuition. It will be a profound idea or statement or answer to something you can't find an answer to that's just that it nails it. So just be aware, hold on to it when you get it because you don't want it just to, oh, not now. I'm not thinking of that now, later. That's your intuition. So just be like, okay, that's the answer to that. Mental note, I'll come back to that later when I'm doing that task. Unless it's like, do it now, because I say to you that I often, I'm doing a task, and my intuition decides to tell me, no, 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 wrong task, change task, do something else. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Unless you get one of those. Um, okay, so yeah, that's this week. So we've that's done, brilliant. thank you. Like I said, if you go away with two things, be aware of the two voices in the head. And consider using the sway test if you want quick ac- quick access to your intuition. So yeah, we're on to sharing for the week. Do you have a share, Rachel? I do have a share. Um, so over the last week or two, I've really been concentrating, shall we say, on boundaries. Um, I'm not somebody that's necessarily been great with boundaries in the past, um, but I'm really trying to get better at that. That's a hard that. one. Oh, it's so yeah. hard. Yeah. And I think, you know, it comes with the whole boundaries thing always comes with, you know, people pleasing and I'm sure that somewhere in there is self-worth and all that other good stuff that I really, you know, you never really want to look at. Well, I certainly don't want to look at that um, on the day-to-day. But I found this lady uh, when I was scrolling through Instagram um, called Africa Brooke and she is a mindset coach and she talks about boundaries and self-sabotage and I just she's got courses and things but I just looked at some of her IGTV stuff and she's got a ton of content and some of her IGTV goes on for you know a long time near the hour um, and it's really interesting really interesting stuff so if anybody like me this week is struggling with boundaries um, as I said her name is Africa Brooke and she's on Instagram and that's Brooke with an E. Um, and I found some of her resources just really, really quite useful. So that's my yeah, share. What's yours? Yeah, that's a good one. I will be watching that. And both of these shares, guys, will definitely be putting links into yeah. the information about this episode. So just go there. Mine's a share about another person as well. So we're matching up. Ooh. Brett Larking. Um and again, you know, details will be in the chat. Brettlarkin.com. She is my yoga teacher nicest person based in LA so I'm in the UK she's in LA these days that doesn't matter uh she knows every form of yoga you can imagine she teaches every form she started with a more traditional um and I'm I've learned my actual yoga teacher training was with her now she does all sorts including kundalini and I'm currently doing my kundalini teacher training with her her youtube has lots of free yoga content so you never need to pay if you don't want to but she also has things like membership sites and like i said if you're ever considering learning yoga i would strongly recommend her because she's not just how's it good for your body she's really into how's it good for the soul and what that means and all of my spiritual knowledge of uh, the Sanskrit, the history of the Vedas, it's all come from her teachings. So I strongly recommend looking at brettlarkin.com and seeing if you resonate with her. She's lovely. That's brilliant. Thank you. 
I will have a look at that actually. That's something that I'm really, I'd like to get more into yoga next year. You know, we were talking about in 2021, the things that we want to focus on. Um, actually, my yogic practice has been somewhat lacking over the last couple of years. So I will definitely look at that. Thank you. Do a sway test to work out what kind and how long for. Oh, <laughs> good point. Really Homework. good point. <laughs> Brilliant, guys. Okay, so don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Send us a screenshot of that review to at Modern Soul Speaks, our Instagram, and we'll get you an invite to our New Year's event on 2nd of January. But yeah, hope you enjoyed today. If there's anything about intuition, anything you want to ask me, um, if something's not clear, please send us DMs. We're very open to help you guys, support you guys in any way you need to and um yeah next week is rachel's subject again yes it is so next week we'll be talking about we'll be carrying on with our deficiency topic so i'll be talking about iron deficiency brilliant i think i probably have that one (laughs) so i'll be listening to that that's for sure all right guys have a lovely week and we'll see you next week thanks everyone bye bye guys